With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. On SENSA, welcome to The Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Oh, good evening to you and welcome to The Sandful Show. Thanks to Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians run only to benefits members. Search, compare Host Plus today. My name is Andrew Hayes. Great to have your company. Joining me is a man who knows just pretty much everything when it comes to sports. Take your pick, Sample <laughs> AFL, racing, probably NRL in this particular space, though. It's local footy. It's Miles Fitzner. Uh, Hazy, thank you for having me. Good to be back on for the Sample Show. You know I like my Sample footy and um, and I'm not, probably a good week to be on too. We've got some pretty handy guests coming up and uh, they've also released the state squad. So we get to talk about that a little bit too. There's a lot going on from a local footy perspective. Uh, some of those guests you're talking about as well, looking forward to speaking to Dan Menzel from the Eagles. Good He's fella, ripping bloke. Absolutely been on fire as well. A nice little comfortable lead in the Coleman medal. When I say Farmer. Coleman, I mean Ken Farmer medal, of course. But I like it. Uh, Paul Thomas, Central Districts coach. We're going to speak to him, and we do Your each and every skipper. week. Uh, my old skipper. So I got to play under Tomo for a, a fair few years. He was an absolute ripper of a captain, amazing uh, uh, player, and doing some very, very good things as a coach. Only speaking to a few, or speaking, you know, I'll name him. It was Luke Harble yesterday. It was really, really pumping up Tomo as a coach. Now that's good to hear, and mm. a good judge too, Lukey. Yeah, um, he'd know. Been and, around for uh, a long time. He certainly has. And it's what you want to see out at uh, the Ponderosa. Yep. Uh, and also we're going to speak to Mark Soderstrom as part oh, of our so player segment. This is a passion piece for me. It a is. real passion piece. You've just piece. lined up for <laughs> your mates. <laughs> Men's Paul Thomas Soda. This is just, what am I in here for? Just the first 10 <laughs> minutes and then we'll just go bang straight through the rest of it. Uh, I've been very open in this. It's uh, probably like Soda a little bit more than he likes me. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you like soda more than it. We should ask you that. Do you really <laughs> like Hazy or is it, what's he yeah. like to work with? You just put up with him. Yeah. Uh, we are four rounds through and we've got a clear front runner and that is the Bays who are still undefeated. But um, let's have a bit of a recap from the round, um, round so far. And in particular, um, a few good games to get through. The Roosters knocking off the Panthers. Good, ga- um, good game. Roosters look good. Yeah, the, the Roosters list, if you really go and put it like a, on a line-by-line line or a position-by-position position basis, there aren't too many sides that you'd line them on where if you if you sort of, you know, sometimes where you go, well, if he has a, a non-day and he's playing well, that they couldn't win every yeah. every line. That, that they, they're the sort of side that match up. Whoever you put them against, they can, if they have a, a win in that area, they can win the game. So yeah. be wary of them. Inaccurate kicking the 8-11 to 6-12. Mm. Um, but a good game of footy all the same. Probably a little bit surprised at this stage of the season to see where South Adelaide are at. I, I know I personally had them in absolutely a top three in a premiership chance, but no doubt they'll find their feet. Um, next game, Dogs going down to the Crows. The Crows are just healthy. 
at the moment. So if they can, can sustain their health at AFL level, which will trickle down to the sample level, then they're probably going to be strong. But it's been a really good start for the Crows. It certainly has. Oh, you've sort of got to look at players like, you know, Pedler, you know, Schomburg's come back. Um, they've got Darcy Fogarty, James Rowe playing in a side like that. I mean, you'd expect them to be pretty good. Even Mitchell Hinge, Wayne Miller. Um, when they are healthy, they look, they do really look good like, and a really good side. I'd still like to see Thilthorpe, what did he kick two on the weekend? I'd still like to see him grab a game by the neck, get his confidence up, kick, you know, seven or eight or something, mm. get really get hold of a defender. Um, but yeah, if they can stay healthy, I mean, it'll be interesting if they come finals time if they're right in the hunt because, I mean, we haven't had one of these sides since the the, the way the competitions change with these sort of reserve sides, win a flag or or or, yeah. or not yet. So um, it'd be I'd I'd love them to perfect to be perfectly honest. I think it'd be good for the competition. Will be interesting as well to see what happens with Riley Thilthorpe. He's listed as a test as we speak. So he finished that game against the Dogs on crutches, um, escaped any sort of serious knee injury. But whether he plays this weekend, still a few question marks on that. Um, Port Adelaide goes down to Sturt by thirteen points. Brave. Brave. And I there was a streaker. Was there a streaker? There was a streaker. Well, at, at Alberton. <laughs> at, at Alberton. Oh, gee. I don't know what's going on if maybe everyone's getting a little bit comfortable with crowds and everything going back to what feels like pre-pandemic uh, times. But, yeah, you don't see too many streakers at the sample, and for good reason. Uh, were they na- were they properly naked? Or No, 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 no. No, there was clothing in the right area. I mean, if you're still... going to do... Oh, I mean, we shouldn't condone it. But if you're going to do it, do it properly. I mean, don't <laughs> go half-assed about it. Um, go back to the game. Uh, Anthony Wilson just continues to, uh, well, to shine at his age. I mean, he yep. was he was a gun at Nord, as we know. And, um, I mean, he, he probably should have played probably more AFL footy, I think, Anthony Wilson. But he went yep. out to paint him and then he's come back and... And doing good things. Um, I don't really. I don't think we take too much out of this game. I think Port are going to do this a lot this year. Mm. They're going to be in games against sides that are going to be handy, and uh, and just sort of annoy. But I don't think, especially the way the AFL side's going, and uh, the, the injuries that are coming through, I don't think they can contest mm. uh, at all. Uh, next game, Centenary Oval, Oval which is uh, not a usual one on the fixture list, and that is because this game was played in Port Lincoln. Uh, the Redlegs got the job done against the Bloods, 127 to 59. Uh, Redlegs are one of those sides as well where even in the first part of the season where they had a couple of losses, I wasn't looking at the Redlegs going panic because they've got some talent and no doubt their best footy is ahead of them and you'd be quietly confident they can put it all together at the right time. Uh, I am. They're one side, and we'll talk about it a bit later, that... They're playing a very a different style of football to probably most other teams. Oh, I think it's it's different. I, I know they're they're huge on the contested ball in and under. Their tackle numbers are massive. They've got three um, three players in the top ten in the comp for tackles. It's all congested, hard. But they've also got a couple of young forwards that I, I think really haven't gripped the competition yet. That are going to fly. Cam Tahini's one I want to talk about. Yep. Three goals, three on the weekend. He's come back from. Uh, two seasons at the Cats where he, he didn't get a run at AFL level. I mean, rem- you remember this kid? He kicked five, I think, on debut at the parade one night. Uh, I think once he gets his confidence up that he can destroy this competition. You, oh, He's my pick for the Ken Farmer. I think he'll win it and win it well. Oh, because once he starts getting a hold of and understanding sort of this level or back to this level, I think he will destroy it. Nor would 
very, very good team. They're certainly in my top uh, two or three sides in the comp for sure. There you go. Well, that's uh, bad news for Dan Menzel. <laughs> yeah, and I'm probably more than happy to tell him, but I think Menz is going to play periods where he'll get up the ground too, and they'll, u- they'll use him in other spots. Where yeah. Cam will play forward, he'll play yeah. full forward or centre-half forward the whole year. And, yeah. and so yeah, he'll play where, like a McBean would. I just think, you know, on what's he is? Teeny third or fourth or something in the goal kick at the moment. He kicks three goals three again on the weekend. He's been missing a few. I just don't think he's coming to his own. When he does, I think he'll be massive, massive for the Red Legs. Mm, very good call. Uh, and the final game of the round was an Anzac Day classic. So the Eagles, 79-12-7, go down to the bays for the late kick, 84. Um, this was just a, a great game of football to watch from a – um, spectator point of view, and the players absolutely did the day justice. They did. Uh, great game of footy. I actually caught the last quarter of this. Um, and uh, look, I know we'll talk to Dan Menzel about it. I know Jay Chetty's probably looking at the bright side here that they matched it with the best, but they should have won the Eagles. And you can't have guys slipping out the back of stoppages that late in a game with a game on the line, sitting out free like that out the back of a stoppage. You've just got to shut it down. Um, bit of game awareness. Two very good sides, arguably the two best teams in the comp. Um, yeah, I, I, I was hoping it went the other way. I wanted the Eagles to to knock the Bays off, mm. um, but uh, but they didn't. How's the kicking? 13-6 from the Bays. 13-6 mm, to 12-7. So um, it's a pretty good uh, display of goal kicking there. And look, they did the, the day and, um, and what it means, justice, certainly mm. did. Very much so. Um, we've got a state squad as well. 38-player state squad to take on the Waffle in Perth. That's going to be on Sunday, May 15. So, um, obviously, that's going to be trimmed down. There's probably going to be some more additions uh, along with those trimmings. Did you ever play a state game? Play one game against Victoria in 2008. Eight, yep. So, w- when they go to 38 like this, do a lot of them put their hand up and go, I'm unavailable? A lot sort of say, oh, I-, I want to have a rest. And so, that 38 then becomes already, say, 30 or 29 before they actually then pick the side? Is that how it normally would happen? They do, from um, from memory, yeah, they do sort of uh, over about maybe two or three weeks just sort of begin to cut the players a little bit and then there'll be one sort of final session where they'll cut maybe seven players. But um, there'll be ins and outs. Probably the most notable out at this stage is Bryce Gibbs, whether he comes in or not. Uh, it's a different story, but it's a stacked squad with a lot of midfield depth. Oh, stacked. They'd expect a few of those to be uh, looked at in the mid-season draft. Indeed. And one of those guys who is in the squad, and no doubt you can probably comfortably say we'll make the final side is Dan Menzel from the Woodville West Orange Eagles. We're going to speak to him next on The Sample Show. Stick around. On SENSA, you're listening to The Sample Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sample League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Indeed, doesn't Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians, run only to benefit its members. Search Compare Host Plus today. Miles Fitzner is in. Fitzy, good to see you. You're doing a very, very good job so far. Keep that standard up, please. Yeah, I'm trying. I've mm. just got to keep up with you. Mm. Um, didn't put any makeup on to come in here, so hopefully no video <laughs> goes out anyway. No, it's rolling. You could have had a shave too. Yeah, probably so could have. No, that's all right, Good mate. to be here, though. Love my SNFL. Everyone knows that. Good stuff. Now, speaking of high standards, this man is... Oh at the highest standard you can possibly be. Now, I don't want to embarrass him because if you ask him about how he's going, he'll just sort of blunt it and put it to one side. But he's flying. Quite comfortably leading the uh, Ken Farmer medal, and yep. that is Dan Menzel from the Woodville West Torrens Eagles. He joins us this afternoon. G'day, Menz. 
Hazy Miles, thanks for having me. Let's talk about your form. How good are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, look, it's nice to um, start the year okay and end up on the end of a few. But um, yeah, no, we're going. I'm going okay, and the team's probably we're just starting to get going as well. Do we put the Ken Farmer in the bank now? You've only got Phil Thorpe coming in behind you. McBean, you know, he can be errant. You know, they're both on 12. And then a few of the others don't really have to worry about. Can Mc... we just lock this thing away? Or... Yeah, McBean, just the reigning three-time. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the point. You beat me to it, Hazy. I was about to say that. Um, yeah, Liam, look, I was having a chat with him last night. I think he, he'll have something else to say after his last three years. So, um it's a nice start, but um, yeah, no, we'll see. Lamb, no doubt, will end up kicking 50 for the year, so that'll be the benchmark. Mate, let's t- talk about the game on the weekend. It was, uh, from a, a fan's point of view, it was just a, a great game to watch. Uh, what was it like for you guys, and what was the response from the coach, Jade Shetty? Yeah, it was. It was a good game to play in as well. Obviously, a really close match and a high-standard, high-pressure game as well, and I think with Sheeds, he, although disappointed in the results, was, was very pleased with the game. Uh, we probably we've struggled to start the year a little bit. We got, we're a little bit slow to start the year. Not just similar to last year. And so to, to come within a couple of points of the best team in it at the moment um, was probably the most pleasing thing out of the game to sort of show that, okay, we're our best to stack up and if we can bring that week in, week out, then, then we'll be fine going forward. Men's, you're also, uh, mate, in the top sort of handful for contested marking this season. I would have thought that going towards the end of your career, you might have got on the end of a few or, and just sort of set out wide, but you seem to be actually probably more in the contest than out of it. Is that part of your game that you want to have sort of leading into the twilight, should we say, of your career? <laughs> yeah, look, it is. My contested marking is one of my strengths, which I'm aware of, and um, I probably didn't think I'd be that high up there this year because I probably haven't covered the ground as well as I would have liked in the first month. But that's something that uh, I certainly will look to um, continue, I guess, over the, the duration of the season. And you get some good matchups, but I think it's a really good challenge then to use your body. And um, probably haven't got that high off the ground this year, but to actually jump at a few is nice as well. Uh, let's talk about, we'll get off the footy because that's a bit boring for a few people. Let's talk about uh, one aspect of your career that's flying is Quizmaster. Uh, I see you and Hazy, uh, Hazy Nider and yourself put the quiz up on. The questions were great. Did you expect Andrew Hayes to knock off the great the great king of the north himself, Matty Knight, in your little quiz that you put up? I didn't think that uh, that would happen after a few concussions that Hazy had throughout his career. Even surprised myself, man. <laughs> Well, you're right. In terms of not has done the show for a number of years, you'd think that he would have a fair inkling where I'm going to go with a lot of these questions as well. But he, he, he got uh, some of the centrals questions wrong too. And, no matter. and what about him not knowing which number Russell Eve it was? Even <laughs> I, no, I knew that one. I knew that one. That was yeah. bad. And you're right. He did, he did get a few centrals questions wrong. Even the, the Simon Arno one, which he could only get when I when you said it was when a, I said biscuits. Biscuits is a nickname. He goes, oh, so. Yeah, look, that wasn't his finest moment. Um, but, um, no, we'll have, to, we'll have to get you on, mate, and see how you go. I'll put you down. Yeah, to, to oh, hazy. Yeah. My knowledge is, is terrible. Um, but even I got the Simon Arnott one and the, and the Russell Ebert's number. But, uh, no, I'm liking what you're doing with that sort of stuff. I'm, look, I'll keep an eye on it. And, yeah, maybe, maybe you're going to slide in for a quiz there one day. You and I can just watch the boys go at it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. No, that'd be great. Hey, Menza, uh, back on the footy stuff. Um, Jimmy Tumpus, great to see him back into the league side, or, albeit it probably wasn't um, 100% planned at this stage. 
Yeah, it wasn't. It was, it was uh, obviously COVID much um, a late out with COVID, which obviously everyone's aware that that's going to happen at times. And so Jimmy rocked up uh, before 9am for the reserves game and got strapped and physio and everything and ready to go and then got the call up that he'd be playing in the in the ones about five hours later. So it was a long preparation for him, but um, he's a, a leap professional and showed that on the weekend. It was actually it was really good to have him back. He uses the ball well, but he's also just composed, which really helped us off the halfback flank. A couple of quick ones from me, men's. Uh, back out to the Ponderosa against the old mob, the doggies. Looking forward to kicking a bag on your own uh, old oval. <laughs> uh, look, that'd be nice. I, it's funny, actually. I was talking with um, Brett Turner last night, um, and obviously he plays at Glenelg, and he was saying, he could say that to me. He said, you cop a little bit, won't you? I said, oh, probably, but you got to expect that. And he said, yeah, I get it from West Adelaide every time I go back there. And I think that's one of the great things about the Stanford footy is you do have your parochial fans and, and that fan base, which is, is so important. It's something that having played in the VFL and the NEFL, you, you don't have that. So um, I'm, I'm all for it. So, I mean, what sort of stuff is it, men's, without going into too much detail? is it Probably stuff you cut out radio, to it, be fair. Is it fun banter or can the supporters go into um, interesting areas? Oh, it's a combination of both. There is there is some good banter, and when I do hear that, I acknowledge it in terms of I'm like that's not a bad match. I don't mind that. We'll play, but <laughs> you do get a couple that go a little bit too far. But um, majority, it's just good banter, um, and it, it does it, it doesn't throw players. But we actually you talk on the field with the opposition. You're like, yeah, about that one. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'm not sure about that point, but um, yeah, it is. It's 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 great. Like I said, it's it's important for footy. Uh, Menz, you're a good analyst of the game. I, I know you're probably going to be a little bit uh, careful how you say this. Who's the benchmark? Who's the team to beat? Who who are? No, who, is think, it is it just yeah. as easy as the Bays, or is there somebody else that can take it out? Oh, there's multiple that can take it out. I, Glenelg is definitely the benchmark at the moment. They were obviously this time last year. I think any team that can kick ten goals in a quarter and and come back against teams like Sturt and Adelaide will probably close to next in line at the moment um, are the benchmark. And so we we saw that on the weekend, um, and they certainly are. But the thing is, and it was obvious last year, come finals time, it's a different ball game. So Glenelg will know that themselves. They'll, they'll be saying, yeah, OK, we're going well again, but it didn't mean a lot come last year, come the finals. So I think everyone's aware of that, that, yeah, you got to get your season right and win enough games uh, to ideally get at least a double chance. And, and then come finals, it's a different ball game. Dan, congratulations on being named in the state squad. It would um, seem a mere formality that you do eventually make the final uh, side. Uh, just in terms of going over and, and playing it's a waffle, a bit of a road trip, all those types of things, how how much would that be embraced by the players, including yourself? Yeah, it'd be huge. I think to play state footy, I, I haven't played for the state since obviously under 18s year, and it's a pretty big privilege and um, to win the state, uh, to wear the state guernsey. And so, it's a young squad, so there'd be a lot of guys that would um, probably represent it for the first time, which um, <laughs> anytime you represent any level, um, it, it means a lot. And to play for your state, and, and South Australia obviously got a really proud history too, will be huge. And uh, I think we, the Chiefs, said we're one in front now in front of WA and the ledger, so we really don't want to even that ledger back up. So have you had an inside word from um, from Sheeds as well? Uh, are you the new Jack Hayes in that are you the new absolute pin-up boy and the coach's favourite? Uh, <laughs> I wish that was the case. Um, 
Nah, Sheeds, Sheeds is a defensive bias coach, so um, he'd rather players, I think, that stop goals and kick him, to be honest. But um, no, nah, there'd be a few others that probably would put their hand up for that. Um, they wouldn't love me saying it, but a few guys down back, Luke Thompson, Joey Sine, all these sort of guys, um, been there for a long time. Look at the runs on the board. Hey, Mins, just quickly, if you had to pick one player that you said was going to get drafted in the mid-season draft in the comp, who would it be? Jeez, that's a great question. Um, to be honest, a couple of weeks ago, I would have said a Jai Menzi with the way he started, but um, I think himself, he did say that when he gets work and the consistency is one that is the question for him. So I guess if you look, um, there's a lot of good young midfielders in the comp coming through. Um, would have loved a couple of minutes to think about this one, Miles. But um, oh, sorry, mate. Um, so what happens in the uh, media? Think fast. Casey Volk <laughs> actually is another one yeah, who, it's a good one. surprisingly, with obviously Michael, um, he he does read the game so well down back. So it's another one that I wouldn't be surprised if given the opportunity. Um, and then you could throw throw a blank over a lot of young midfielders that have come from other other leagues, I guess, that are playing some really good footy to start the year. Um, and and I could easily walk in. I mean, Paddy Wilson, Harrison Wigger, guys that are, are playing some great footy at the moment too, and uh, they're obviously they're probably on top up list and could easily do a job too. Men's appreciate your time this afternoon, mate. Good luck against the dogs, and um, have fun, enjoy, and embrace the feedback that's uh, probably coming your way from the supporters. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, thanks, guys. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Daniel Menzel joining us this, uh, this afternoon, and geez, he's been on well, fire. He has been like a. a Calling the Sanford with Gowser, mate. Sometimes the feedback you get there, he used to say the best feedback he got was from the, your own supporters. Like he, <laughs> yeah. he said, sometimes oh. they'd go harder at you than the opposition. Oh, but absolutely. I can't imagine going back out to the Ponderosa as a former player there would be all that comfortable. Yes, uh, very open. I don't hold anything back. No. Dog supporters. Free spirited. We, we call that passion. Yeah. It's good to see. <laughs> So it comes with local footy, fantastic good. stuff. Um, speaking of the dogs, we're going to speak to uh, Paul Thomas, the head coach of the Central District Footy Club, coming up next on The Sample Show. On SENSA, you're listening to The Sample Show. The Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sample League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. All right, thanks for tuning in to The Sample Show. Doing it, of course, thanks to Host Plus. That's a plus. Smiles Fitzner is in. G'day to you, Fitzy. Hello, mate. Thanks um, for having me. No, it's really good As to always. have you on board. Uh, let's speak now to uh, one of the great players. I can say that he was uh, a Bulldogs great, but I'm going to go broader on that and say he was an absolute sample Good great career. And doing some very, very good things now as the head coach of the Bulldogs. His name is Paul Thomas. Uh, good afternoon to you, Tomo. Hey, Hazy. How are you? Yeah, going very well. Thanks, mate. Thanks for jumping on board uh, tonight. Uh, mate, let's talk about the season so far. Just the one win, but there's been aspects of the Bulldogs games in a couple of these tight losses where I I'll dare say you've been pretty pleased. Yeah, obviously the you know South Adelaide round one was five points and probably could have gone either way. We sort of got jumped a little bit in the second quarter, but um, one thing our group, uh, probably our club, have been renowned for is effort and, and sort of never chucking in the white towel. So we've certainly seen that across first four games and that's been the most pleasing thing even uh, sort of probably COVID riddled um, selection uh, into North Adelaide after a couple of you know reasonable round one and two um, even in that game the, the boys sort of just kept working towards uh, what it is we're trying to accomplish um, but knowing that they were probably just behind the eight ball a little bit in, in some positional stuff. 
Matt, whose stood out for you in terms of player development? Carl Presbury um, is in the leadership group. It's his second year in there, and he's really taken his game to another level, um, which is then you know leading by example in, in the things that he's been working on. Um, Billy McCormack come across to the 20, turn 21 in December. Um, you know, he's probably had oh, almost 18 months of interrupted footy with COVID in Melbourne. So to come over and, and lead the Samful Ruck and do some stuff around the ground has helped us. Fraser Ford's gone forward for us this year and he's been really strong. Um, another one added to the leadership group. So our guys are developing their footy craft, but also their leadership, being that, you know, lots of them are 24, 25 and, and starting to put, you know, 80 games together. Now the uh, growth is happening in all in all aspects of the club. I suppose, Tom, as well, the danger of having a good young Ruckman on your books is that you're a chance to lose him. And there's a spate of injuries at the AFL level from uh, some key Ruckman. Billy McCormack, could he hear his name mentioned, do you think, in the mid-season draft? Oh, look, that's part and parcel of why he came over to SANFL footy was to play a good, a good level and expose himself a little bit more. I think at Frankston he was playing as a key back who was sort of pinch hitting in the ruck here or there. So, yeah, it's not a not something that's lost on a, on a sample club that that could happen. And um, I'm not naive. Being a development role there at Adelaide for a while, having a good young big bloke on your list certainly helps your uh, development side as well, knowing that they can do a lot of heavy, heavy lifting so your mids can just go to work and get first look at the pill. And um, so he'd be an asset. He's been an asset for us, no doubt. He'd be an asset for any club that he chooses. Paul Moles, Paul Moles fits me here, mate. Uh, thanks for, for coming on for a chat. I thought I'd, I'd look back at your career a little bit. And Hazy tells me you were the skipper uh, for him. What was he like on the training track and, and around the club at that point in time? I can imagine that, that he would have needed a, a reminder or two about sort of team-orientated type things, just getting to the track, training, just give us an insight of what the great man was like to skipper. Uh, when you appreciate your body as much as Andrew does, training wasn't <laughs> a problem, right? Yeah, he was the first in the weights and the last one out the weights. Getting him onto the skills and stuff and training was not a problem either. And um, Yeah, no, Hazy was fantastic. I actually just looked yesterday after he sent me a message. I thought I'd quickly... He's 25-game average for a premiership, Hazy. 100 games, four flag. Pretty, uh, pretty unique, so... He was a um, you know a great asset to us in 2006 when he came across, and then playing a few flags as well. He got certainly um, you know reward for his effort and his training. There was one point there we thought our weights coach was his personal trainer Terry. We couldn't work out if Terry was there for us or he was there for Hazy. What you see today is the benefit of Terry Whitelaw, really. Yeah, what a, a bit of muscle memory, Tom. What about what about off field? Did, did he uh, did he celebrate them as hard as everyone else? Oh, yeah. Yep, Hazy's a social butterfly, seen by the progression he's done outside of football now. He's been a musician, he's been on TV, he's been on radio. He's, um, you know, only Mark Soderstrom's holding him back, really. Do <laughs> you know what I can say as well, Tomo, is that uh, because uh, Tomo lived out at Hillbank during those years as well, that it wasn't, it was pretty rare to see Tomo come out onto the town. So when he did come out, oh, jeez, it was a celebration. I painted it red. Was, it was so – because you were so yeah, rare at it, Tomo. Yeah, you... I was the first one to leave as well. <laughs> no, no you weren't. I wasn't keeping the bartender uh, ticking his hours over like you like, sir. We, we were saying off air too, Tomo, you played the eight games at Essendon, but you, you've got a goal next to your name. Can you tell us about the one goal you kicked at AFL level? Because 
I think it's pretty important. If you, if you play a handful of AFL games, you've played over 260-odd at uh, sample level, but if you play a handful of AFL games, you want to kick a snag. Tell us where that came about. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? We seem to remember what we what we didn't do. So I played an AFL game without touching the ball, so I probably remember that more than I remember the goal. So uh, I think I kicked it. Uh, it was against Carlton. It was a dead rubber. No one was going to make the finals. And, yeah, just yeah, kicked a goal from a set shot, um, which wasn't my forte, really. But, yeah, it was yeah, one goal, eight games. What a career. Um, <laughs> what a career. <laughs> Tom, no, we all know that you should have played a lot, a lot more AFL football. In terms of your coaching as well, mate, where where, where are you at in your, your development? It's probably been a, a big couple of years in terms of a learning space as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, to come into the footy club, I think the the good the the, the natural thing for my progression at the time was um, either moving to coaching a line at AFL, and that's what I, what I was probably working towards. Um, or, yeah, to, to, to take on a head coaching role and really learn if um, how I see the game and to see if that actually holds some weight in terms of can develop a group of players or develop a team or develop a club. So that's what had been my real learning growth in the last um, last two years and very lucky to do it at a club uh, and a community that you know heaps about. So it's really been a really natural progression. Mate, uh, I know it probably hasn't been results-wise the season that you would have hoped so far, but there's a lot to like about the Dogs and uh, a big four-quarter performance is not too far away. So congratulations on the development you've done and hopefully a big win uh, this weekend against the Eagles. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we love playing the Eagles. It's been a... Oh, well, you, you, you've seen it firsthand. The, the rivalry between the two clubs you know, goes back to the early 2000s. So, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to playing a good footy team um, at home. Uh, this weekend. Fantastic. Paul Thomas joining us this morning uh, from the Central District Football Club and you can get down and uh, have a look at Ex-Convenience Oval to other dogs taking on the Eagles. That is just uh, an absolute prime contest. Still a very, very solid rivalry. I'm going to speak to Mark Sodas from next. One of the characters. Soda. One of the real characters of the game. So Mark Sodas from as part of our past player segment. We'll speak to him next. I want to thank the Host Plus as well. The Host Plus Sample League is just warming up. So if you're feeling those game day vibes, get around it. Nothing beats it. On SENSA, you're listening to The Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. So yes, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. So like I said, if you're feeling those game day vibes, nothing beats it. Love this part of the show as well, Fitzy. We get to speak to um, some of the past players. Uh, and this particular gentleman's, uh, I suppose, the, the theme of how he used to play back in the day was... Probably a little bit harder than most. The, 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 a bit harder than most. Yeah. <laughs> they don't make him like this man anymore. His name is Mark Sodersham. Still a uh, very, very prominent role in Sample uh, right now, of course, the fearless leader of the Channel 7 commentary team. Uh, good evening, Soda. Uh, Hazy, Miles, how are you, gentlemen? All right? Yeah, we're going very well, thanks, mate. Now, before we talk uh, all things yeah. footy, the last time we did get to catch up with you, mm. you were talking about uh, immortalising the great Graham Corns as part of a, a bit of a charity project. What's the latest? Where are we at? Well, uh, you're only a couple of months away from a big launch. What we're doing through uh, for childhood cancer is to raise ho- hopefully a whole lot of cash for the organisation because they don't get government funding. What we're doing is immortalising a host of South Australian greats. Now, Graham Corns certainly fits the mould, as do uh, well a range of other people. Uh, Jane Doyle will be amongst it, our Channel 7 uh, leader, of the news team, but a whole range of other people. So 
Um, we couldn't quite fit cane corns in just yet, your mate. So we've got the old man in, but he will be he will be remembered uh, in a very interesting and intriguing way. What I can tell you is it'll be in the middle of Rundle Mall in Ooh, a couple whoa. of months' time. Ooh, very mm. nice. Next to the mall's balls, just the mall's balls <laughs> right. and and corn <laughs> in the word in the no, word of Jeff be... Kennett. Old man corn. Oh, John. Yeah, front and centre, <laughs> right next to the balls. Um, so, yeah, it'll be something very, very exciting that we're, uh, we're working plan out on at the moment. But um, Child of Cancer do a wonderful job, so we're trying to help those guys. But I have more details coming up soon. Now, when you're talking about, um, you know, blokes to play some Sandford footy, uh, Miles, how much does Hazy mention his four flags? Oh, yeah, quite a bit. Quite a bit. But the, the thing we were talking yeah. about off air, though, uh, Soda, yeah. is... You had an interesting career, and and this is it's been a bit of a whisper for some time. Is it true that when you were leaving North Adelaide, you were actually going home, but you'd actually maybe just caught up with someone on the Saturday night before, had a couple of sherbets, and you had a handshake agreement with the Glenelg coach and didn't realise that you'd actually committed to playing at Glenelg the following season and you were actually going home? Is that true? Well, mate, look, it was interesting. You said an interesting career. I thought that was an interesting use of words, too, by the way. Um, <laughs> but it, it was, so essentially what happened was I'd, I'd come over from Victoria and I played at North for a few years and really enjoyed it because certainly the, the SNFL footy or the Sandfield as we know it now was a lot better than the VFA where I was playing. So it was great to come over. I had about three or four years. Daryl Hart was coaching and he went off to the Crows and I thought, oh, well, that'll do me now. I enjoy playing with Hardy. He's gone. I might call it quits. So I've gone out to, remember a place called the Havelock? It used to be really humble. Remember a place called the Havelock? I remember oh. going there. Oh, not leaving. Jeez. Oh, surely uh, the Havelock's uh, still going and pumping on a Thursday night. <laughs> well, I don't know what it's like anymore. I haven't been in there for 20 years, but we were having a couple of beers in there, and I ran into Tony Simons, who was coaching Grinnell at the time, and we had a bit of a chat, had a good night out. And anyway, I was all packed up the house and ready to go back to Melbourne in a couple of days' time. So we've had a big night out, you know, said, see you later the Simo. The next morning, I get a phone call from him, and he said, uh, what time are you coming in? And I said, where to? And he said, into the club. And I said, for, for what reason, Simon? And he said, oh, you agreed to play at Glenelg last night. <laughs> um, and I went, come on. And he goes, no, you did. And I went, uh, all right, I'll take you for coffee. I went in, signed a contract, and um, signed at Glenelg. And instead of going home in uh, the end of 1995, I'm still here in, what, 2022? So it was part of that playing Ford Soda? Because I see you kicked 13 goals in 16 games there, but at 65 games at Sturt, you only kicked four. So did you say you were staying Ford and you, and you don't put me anywhere else? I think we were that bad at the time at Glenelg, but uh, Simo for a couple of games might have just sent me forward just to see if someone could find a goal. I didn't get to find too many. But there was one particular game playing at Glenelg. And we, look, we were struggling. This was 1996. And we hadn't won for a few weeks. So what Simo did was, and this is against my old team, North Adelaide, he brought all the boys in before the game and he got us to wrap our arms around each other. And he said, boys, it had been a number of weeks since we've sang the song. And, you know, it's a, we're from Tigerland, one of the great songs of all time. So he said, what we might do is let's sing the song before we go out to get us in the mood. And I thought, oh, geez, I'm not sure that's really, you know, the right thing to be doing. You can't mess with the footy gods by singing your song pre-game. Anyway, we've linked our arms and we started, oh, we're from Tiger. We're looking around. I'm sort of looking at the blokes. Their heads are all down. They felt a bit embarrassed. And the yellow and black at the end didn't quite have the gusto that it normally would have. Anyway, uh, we went out and got beaten by 15 goals. and didn't get to sing the song. So at least we got to sing it before the game. Oh, oh, so did you belt it out? Because if you're sitting there no. in the change rooms and you hear the opposition, the home side, oh. singing the song before no. the game, it's going to stir some stuff up. 
Oh, it was horrendous. And it was back at the bay in the old change room. So you were just about knocking on the corner next door where the other side was. And the thing that we had with that, I, I can only imagine that North Adelaide thought that because the uh, Grinnell Reserves are one, they must, I thought, I'm hoping that they think it's the Grinnell Reserves singing the song. But it was essentially us, and it was um, absolutely embarrassing. And every time I catch up with Tony Simons, I still remind him. He said, I was just sort of scraping the bottom of the barrel at that point. I was looking for something to motivate the team, but it didn't quite work. So can you confirm something as well? So we've just been doing little little bits of research and stuff. And like we said at the start, you're one of the um, harder men of the competition. We're well-researched here. We dig deep. Well, let's just put it this way. Uh, If you're a forward and Mark Soderton was playing on you, you were certainly made to earn your free kicks. Made you earn your marks. You were always going to come off the ground with a bunch of bruises. Did you, do you lay claim to be the only player potentially in the sample history that's been reported on three separate occasions on the same game? Well, Hayes, I don't lay claim to it, but I, I, I'm, I'm not quite sure whether anyone else has. Confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, it, oh, God, I think back many, many years ago, they brought in a rule that if you get reported for two separate occasions in a game, you've got to leave the ground. And uh, many years ago, we were playing against Norwood at Footy Park, and I'd just come back from uh, six weeks out with a broken jaw. And it was the first game back, and we were ticking over and uh, kicked a couple of goals. We were going quite nicely. And um, there was this gentleman called Kieran Ryan, who was a bit of a stalwart at the time, played a bit of twos and senior footy at Norwood. And... Uh, he was always a bit of a strange cat. In fact, I think he used to wear a dog collar out and about at night time. Kieran, I've gone up to take a mark and he swung this massive haymaker and was connected on the jaw. And I grabbed the jaw and I thought, hang on, I've heard a crack. It's certainly hold of a jaw I could feel that it had broken through. And this is the first game back, mind you, coming back from a broken jaw. And I turned around and I said, mate, you've broken a jaw. And he started laughing. I said to the umpire, mate, did you see that? And the umpire said, what are you talking about? And I said, well, maybe have a look at this instead. And uh, <laughs> I, I sort of evened things up. And, and uh, I, I, I think he reported me for um, just trying to retaliate. It's always a retaliator that gets caught, you know, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and then oh, he told me I'd been reported. And I said, mate, well, look, he clearly got some uh, vision issues because he did it to me first. Um, and then I sort of, I think I remonstrated probably and argued robustly. Uh, and then he informed me and he said, look, you've now been reported for um, the language you've used. I questioned his parentage and probably a few other things. At the time. <laughs> Don't that at home, kids. Um, so he said, you've been reported twice. And I said, well, I shouldn't have been reported once yet. And he said, that means you've got to leave the ground. And I thought, well, at the time, I thought, well, I've got a broken jaw. I'm in a bit of trouble here. I'm going to miss maybe another month and a half. So I thought I'd sort of stick around on the ground and just maybe protest my innocence for a little longer. Um, and he said, no, you've got to leave. So I can remember the runner and a couple of trainers coming out and um, trying to remove me from the ground. But I was pretty adamant that I needed to really get my point across. So I stuck around for a fair few minutes on the ground while the game stopped. And then um, he said to me, mate, you've now been done three times for misconduct for not leaving the ground. <laughs> so if you're going to do it, do it properly. How many weeks, Soda? I uh, got six, mate. Got six. Two for, uh, two for the striking, two for the disputing the decision, two for misconduct, and I was out for six weeks with a broken jaw, so it was all square. So I do, I'm not sure if I'm uh, looking at this purely from a, a tight-ass perspective, Soda, but I'm looking at that going, does that mean that uh, the footy club didn't have to pay you injury payments because you were suspended? Yep. Spot on, Hayden. Spot yeah. on. And I think also, too, because I think there was a little insurance policy going back there, mate, that you might have got a couple of bucks. 
you know, from uh, from those injury payments. But because I was suspended, I reckon that uh, no one voided that, so it cost me a couple of bucks. <laughs> oh, that is tough. Mate, when you look back at your career, um, three clubs, um, who would you say, I mean, who's your go-to club? Who would you identify now? Who have you got a softer spot for? Oh, look, I think, actually, I love them all because, you know, just to be given the chance to play a sample footy with a club, you know, I was very, very grateful for that. So, look, I, I do have a bit of a special place for all of them. You know, I love the clubs, but I, I think it's certainly we got the most success. We, we got to a grand final, got knocked off by Port Adelaide. So, we played finals, I think, uh, every year I was there. So that probably, um, you know, they had the most enjoyable times there. Yeah, unfortunately, didn't get the pinch one. Um, but, yeah, I yeah, I, I certainly have a soft spot for, for all of them. And, um, you know, getting to see them often play regularly, uh, I, I'd still say Sturt, though, just because of the enjoyment factor. Fair enough. And Phil Carmen. Uh, played under Phil Carmen. I mean, he was, uh, yeah, you know, he kept things interesting. He was a wonderful player. I bet he would have. Mate, we love your work, uh, particularly with uh, Channel 7's sample coverage. Um, the guys do a sensational job. Um, you've seen so many games. We're still sort of working things out a little bit. I'm saying that. Glenn Ogle probably the front runners right now. But um, maybe a top two, top three. Who do you like? Look, I like Glenn Ogle. Obviously, they've been good. Although, Stuart, you know, had them on the ropes a couple of weeks ago at Hamley. Uh, so, show that, you know, teams are capable against them. Um I think the Crows, you know, have had their moments, but we don't really think they'll be there by the end of the year because I sort of I think they'd roll over and be out if their senior team's not playing finals. Um, I think Norwood, uh, sorry, um, North Adelaide's been a kind of a surprise. They've done really well. They've had a couple of good wins, so Serge is doing a good job there. And look, always wary the Eagles mightn't have started as well as we yep. expected, but um, you know, I, I think they're always around the mark. Jade Sheedy's is clearly a great coach, um, and they've got a good list. And and keep an eye on Sturt because there's no doubt. I reckon that Marty Matna knows what he's doing. Remember last year, they, I think, only won two of their first nine, and they won seven of their last nine. And I think just about every club playing uh, finals footy last year were hoping Sturt didn't make it. So their list's still probably a little skinny. They've lost some really good players in the last few years, but I still reckon you've got to keep an eye on them when Marty, Matty, uh, Marty Matna's in charge. So looking forward to watching you on the news tonight on Channel 7 from 6 o'clock. Appreciate your time this afternoon, mate. Uh, hopefully we can do it all again. We could have probably sat here for about 45 minutes and relived some of your tales, but um, we've run out of time, unfortunately. Thank you, mate. Good on you, boys. Thanks so much, uh, Hazy Miles. Have a great day. Mark Soderstrom there. And what about that? Uh, I'd be claiming it. So Soder saying he's not laying claim to it, but I managed to get reported three times in one game. I- I'm, telling, I'm telling everyone who will listen. Yeah, it's it'd be it'd be interesting. I'm surprised that maybe none of the Gowans boys or anyone like that got, you know, you, yeah, half yeah. your teammates at Centrals. Someone would have surely got done twice. Oh, you'd think so. I mean, on multiple occasions, two, sometimes three, fifty meter penalties, almost consecutive. But I think I got sent twice in the country. But I don't think I got you? reported twice. Yeah. So I don't know what that change as well. I don't think you can get sent off in the sample now. Yeah, in the country footy, it was like bang straight away you go. Um. Fitzy, that'll do for us. Who do you like at the moment? Is it too obvious to say Glenelg? Because no, was... I, I'm in the I'm in the Eagles. I'm yep. with the Eagles bandwagon. I, I think Norwood uh, have to be respected because they're they're playing a, a, probably a different brand of footy to the others. And if that sort of stacks up, and which I think it will, it's that sort of inside contested, like super contested type footy, that hardest style of footy rather than free flowing and scoring. I think that might be able to stand up a bit later. Um, and when they get a few games into some of these kids that are back, I think I think they'll go extremely well. 
But oh, I think the Eagles, when they put it all together, uh, I, I don't think there's many teams in the comp that can go with them. Very good. Very good call. Um, thanks for your time this afternoon, Fitzy. Hopefully we can do it again really, really soon. Of course, we've done it as well. Thanks to Host Plus. Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. If you get an opportunity as well, as well um, this weekend, make sure you get out and see some local footy. We'll catch you this time next week. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.